When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broncos season is almost over and welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. And Henry, this is the last regular season pod of the Denver Broncos season. I didn't expect it to come so early, and I'm not talking about us going live at 9 a.m. I'm talking about I didn't expect it to be January 5th after the Broncos got Russell Wilson, but here we are. Yep. Here we are. And it's sad that we knew that this would be the last podcast for months. Boy, like, like it's been point. obvious how this is going to go. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm fine with it ending. I'm fine with it ending. <laughs> you know, but Henry, I do have to ask, are you okay? It looks like you're being held hostage uh, in just like a, a blank room right now. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I feel like, isn't that supposed to make you crazy or something? Like yeah, just like an all white box. It seems yeah. like it could be kind of peaceful too, though. Well, like it was just totally blank, you know. Probably to an extent, and then it probably turns from peaceful to yeah, you, yeah, go absolutely crazy. I mean, if I was right here for a year with like no food or water or anything, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go crazy. But <laughs> well, no, no, it's if not you didn't so have bad. Food or water? I don't, I don't think you would be uh, doing this podcast a year from now. That is probably true. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, and of course, this podcast is brought to you by and presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any NFL team to win this weekend. Use that promo code DNVR to get 
that money. And Henry, we've got we've got some great news to start off our morning, start off our mm-hmm. pod, and really great news for the entire world. The Buffalo Bills just released a statement said, per the physicians caring for Damar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Damar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be uh, neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received which is just I mean that that's the best news that any of us could get right now uh what we're just about 72 hours after just the horrifying accident so just want to keep everyone updated and it's really good that we continue to receive good news definitely definitely yeah I mean it's taking a while to get any news which is scary but it seems like things are going the right way yeah, it, it certainly does. And t- today is another big day. One of our good friends, Zach Castro's birthday is tomorrow. So we wanted to wish him an early happy <laughs> birthday since this is our last pot of the week. Happy birthday to our guy who's in the Madden League, Zach Castro. We hope you're having a great day. And Henry, let's jump in to the headline of this pod because the chat's kind of already blowing up uh, about this. The headline is, is there any value in Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos beating the Los Angeles Chargers right off the bat? Watch me squash says no. Chris says no. And we have some other people saying no, it does not. There's no value in this game. And these people are right in terms of it doesn't matter for playoffs. As you said, Henry, unfortunately, the Broncos, we've known that this was going to be the last pod for months now. So in terms of playoff implications, there isn't. But I think there is some value in this game. What do you think? I mean, it's it's it'd be good to see them play well. Like, like anytime you see Russell Wilson actually throw the ball to receivers and they catch it, you know, that that's a good thing. But you're mostly just grasping at little stuff like that that I don't know. Maybe maybe when you think about the Broncos at some point in June, you you say like, oh well, you know, there was that Chargers game where Jerry had 150 yards or something, but that's all it is. I mean, in terms of any like real hard value, there isn't any real value like that. But it, it can make people feel a little bit better, and that's fun. Could that actually? be a bad thing though because when you say that and you think about and you're talking about how in a couple of months we'll look back and potentially be like oh but there was a glimpse of hope in that game it just reminds me to Vic Fangio's false positive sentiment that he really had about Drew Locke in those final five games of the season where Drew went four and one and Vic kind of warned us like oh let's 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 make sure it's not a false positive and turns out Vic was right on that and now a one-game sample size may not be big enough for people to really point and be like, yeah, we've got something there when you really don't. But there has been some building momentum for the offense over these past few weeks. So are you worried about an offensive explosion of 28 points potentially being a bad thing in any way? I'm not. Because, I mean, I still think you can't do much to the receiver room this offseason. You know, you, you can go add, I even know who it would be like Muhammad Sanu or whoever the next Muhammad Sanu who's like 32 and has just kind of been around and will give you 500 yards as a four three. Like, I think you can add somebody like that. I think if you want to draft somebody in the middle rounds and, and see if you get lucky, but, but I don't expect them to make big moves there um, with the offensive line. I don't think that there's anything that they can do this week that 
would convince whoever's running the team this offseason that you, you don't go and and retool that offensive line. Now, Russell Wilson's here to say regardless. I, I mean, maybe if it's Latavius Murray who has a big day, or, or I guess Chase Edmonds might be a better example just because his contract is so weird. And I don't know. that That's going to be fun to talk about this offseason. But if Chase Edmonds goes for 100 120 receiving yards and has you know 50 yards efficiently on the ground as well then maybe they say you know what we'll bring him back next year and not restructure the contract or something like that but i i don't think that there's much that they can change from their plan for this offseason yeah and, and i'm right with you that the only thing that could happen and so so i agree i don't think there's any really negatives that can come out of this game and i'm touching one right now outside of of course uh, a, a major injury i think the only negative that could come out in some people's eyes is let's say if jerry rosberg gets a win and that kind of catapults him from the hank he has zero chance of being the head coach <laughs> in the future to okay he, he's in that second tier he gets an interview and, and, and has a shot i personally don't think that would be a bad team for the for, or bad thing for the team moving forward but but I understand how someone could say whoa don't get don't don't get too swayed by a week 18 game I totally understand that but I, I do think there's some other things to take away from this game that maybe it's not as much it, it certainly isn't as much value uh, as a playoff implication but some some little value for the broncos first and foremost this is an extremely small thing it'd be the broncos 500th career win hank they've been sitting trying to get this win uh, and get to 500 i mean it seemed like it seemed like it was going to happen <laughs> in the first 7 weeks of this season before yep. the season started be pretty disappointing if they're only able to get four wins this year and they're not able to get five to make it 500 this year. Totally. Totally. I mean, a part of me though thinks wouldn't that be a nice way to start next year? Like, start you know, the first Harbaugh game, Harbaugh's first win is the Broncos exactly. 500th win. Yeah. Like, I don't know who they'll schedule week one, but if that's a home game, Harbaugh's in there, you get to 500 celebration, you start one and oh, I'd almost prefer to save it for next year. Okay, I don't, fair. I mean, this team doesn't deserve the 500th win. Nobody's <laughs> going to celebrate if it happens now. It's just a waste of a party. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I, I totally see where you're coming from. Okay, let, let me see if I can sell you on this one then. Again, at okay. this point in the season, we're, we're kind of grasping for straws, but I do, I do have one or two meaningful ones later. This next one, tell me if I can sell you on it. Every single coach in Broncos history interim and full-time has had a win has had at least one win eric studisville right now uh is the only person that has one career win as head coach when he did that uh after josh mcdaniels was fired but he even got a win this game would make it so jerry rosberg joins every other coach in broncos history with at least one win any value to that for jerry <laughs> I mean, Jerry would love a win. I'm sure. I mean, that's that's the big thing. I mean, I, I I really like Jerry. He seems like such a nice guy. I would like to see him get that win. Does it matter? No. I mean, he's not. He's not. It just doesn't matter. No, but no, it's it's because it's not even like a historical thing, right? Like, yes, it, it sounds bad now. But it's not like six years from now, everybody, somebody will bring up, you know, Jerry Rosberg didn't 
have a win when he was there. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, it could show up in a trivia question at some point, but that's about <laughs> it. We're just setting people up for good trivia questions later in life. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I agree. It doesn't matter. Like you said, I like Jerry. I hope he gets the win uh, for, for himself, but in, it, it does not matter for the Broncos at all. But, okay, I got two more that I think are more legitimate. The first mm-hmm. one, Henry. No, I've, I've got three more, and, and I think they're all three legitimate. This next one, as Jose in the comment section has mentioned, and thank you everyone for tuning in on an early pod. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in. We'd really appreciate it. This next one, the Broncos with a win this weekend would avoid going over in the division. Right now, they're 0-5. If they lose this game, they will get swept in the division, which is just unfathomable. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I honestly think that there's some value either way. Because after the season, we're going to be saying like, yeah, what a horrible, horrible, horrible year. But there's a part of me that thinks it would be nice going into the offseason knowing, yeah, they got swept in the AFC West. You know, if, if they if they get back to 500, all of a sudden they're competitive. You know, like, like it, it you, almost you like want, opens the door. bar dropped so far that any progress next year seems even better. It, it, see, it, honestly, that's <laughs> kind of it. But also like it just it sets a clear path for for how you get better. It's just like you have to you have to you have to have a winning record in the AFC West. If you have a winning record in the AFC West had four wins this year, that gets you to eight wins. And and it makes that pretty clear problem. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the one score game thing where it's like, Oh yeah, you have so many one score games. It, you kind of latch onto that over the off season. Like it gives you something. It's like, ah, oh, you got to find a way to win the one score games. Like, Oh, you got to find a way to be competitive in the AFC West. And at least kind of, it's a storyline, even if it doesn't really matter at all. Well, and those two things kind of, in a way, contradict each other because uh, in one way, you can hold on to the one-score wins and be like, oh, the Broncos are close. They're close. But then if you actually want them to make drastic change, then you don't want them to think that. So then you can point to the not even competitive in the AFC West. And by the way, this is the AFC West where, sure, there are two playoff teams, but there's also a Raiders team that has just imploded this season. I mean, yeah. started awful, then picked up some steam, and now just it, it, in terms of like storylines, they are going in the wrong direction. Jarrett Stidham had a good game last week, but good luck with that, d- dumping your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And maybe they luck out, but I mean, that is a huge swing for the Raiders to, to take. But anyways, you lost to them. You lost to Josh yep. McDaniels not once, but twice. So, uh, and, and I think it, as we're seeing in the comment section, there's some people that want the Broncos to bottom out and this would be a way. Uh, and if someone in the comments section, Ian B says, has it ever happened in our lifetime when the Broncos have got swept in the AFC West? What has happened in our, what, what's never happened in our lifetime, Henry. And this is the next one. The Broncos have never had 13 losses in a season. A loss this week would make it 13 losses. The first time that has ever happened. Speaking of bottoming out, I mean, we we talk, you know, on a week-to-week basis. Is this rock bottom? We talk on a year-to-year basis. Is this rock bottom? If they had 13 losses, I mean, just statistically, that is rock bottom for the organization up to this point. 
And um, it's also going to be the first time ever that they finish dead last in the NFL in scoring. So you got a little double there. So, I mean, it's a, it's, so it it does matter because we'll always look back at, at this as the team that lost the most games, like, like unlike the Jerry Rosberg thing, that is something that comes up. Like, oh, right, this right. when when the Broncos have a horrible season three decades from now, they'll be like, oh, can they surpass the losses they had in that horrible 2022 season? You know, so it does come up. At the same time, though, do I care? Like, to me, this <laughs> is and has been a really, really, really bad football team. And and if they lose this game, then that's what they deserve, right? To, to be that really horrible football team that we remember yeah. for being this bad for a long time. And so Jeez. does it matter? Like it'll come up. Do I care? Not at all. <laughs> like it, that's how it plays out. It's how it plays out. Like you lost those games. It's just what happens. It's the same thing. Like, I, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, you lose a bunch of football games, you get fired. It just, it's just how it goes. You know, there's consequences for actions. Things line Man, up. Man, er- Earlier in the week, we had roller coaster Hank. At the end of the week, we're just having cold blooded, no heart yeah. Hank. But you know what? This yeah. team, this team needs it, Henry. As you said, this is a this has been a bad team. This has been a team where we're at the point where maybe we can laugh about it now after you know everyone's cried and their hearts have been mm-hmm. ripped out. Uh, but uh, okay, so you pretty much said nothing that I've said is valuable. I have one yeah. more. And I saved my best Ooh. shot for last. But first, we got to tell you about two ways to make your health better. The first one, check out our friends over at Athletic Greens, where that's how I got my morning started this morning. I have my little AG tin in my fridge, open the fridge up in the morning, grab my yogurt, grab my AG tin, throw a little scoop of the AG into some cold water, get my day started with that. And what that does is it gets you 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help get your day started. It gives you everything that you need in terms of probiotics, vitamins, minerals to get going. And it's a great thing to start your day off. It really gets your body going. And it's less than a price of a cup of coffee every single day. So it's not that expensive. And on top of that it has over 7,000 five-star reviews so so many people like this including us over at dnvr so if you want to try it out make sure to go to dathleticgreens.com slash broncos where you will get one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase like i said we all use it gets the day started right so check them out athleticgreens.com slash broncos to get one free year of immune supply or of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. And if you don't want to go bankrupt when something bad happens to you medically, make sure you sign up for Denver Health Medical because that's what insurance does. It uh it means that you don't have to lose everything you have when you get whatever happened, which is horrible, but that's I mean, it's it it's why you do it. It's like a, I don't know. It's it's all just like a big gamble, really. It's like, do you want to gamble on staying healthy or do you want to not? And with Denver Health Medical, they make the uh, the smart side just a little bit more affordable. They offer lower monthly premiums than any plan currently available on the marketplace. They've added new mental health 
benefits for your regular copay. All the Elevate exchange plans include adult dental and vision at no additional charges. Again, they're they're meant for individuals and families who want cost-effective quality health insurance but might not get coverage for their employer or might be self-employed and need to get coverage or just turned 26 and are off their parents' plans. If that sounds like you, go to denverhealthmedicalplan.org or call 303-602-4912. Their current uh, opening to, to, to buy insurance runs for 10 more days. Make sure you get in now. Okay, Henry, I've got one more chance to try to convince you that there's value in this game. Here it is. The Broncos could worsen the draft pick that they're giving to the Seattle Seahawks in the Russell Wilson trade. I've said this before. I don't care at all. That that pick has been gone to me since they made the trade. That pick has been gone to me. And I know I'm in the minority in this one, but like that is it's not something I think about at this point. It's not oh. something I think about. Like once they traded it, that just hasn't been the Broncos draft pick. Like I'm not going to have more FOMO because of wherever it lines up. Like it's it's been dead to me for so long. It's just dead. If anything, I would like for them to move up in the draft so that they're ahead of the the AFC teams. Like if there's a team that you want to have a high draft pick, why not make it one of the, the kind of has been nobodies in the NFC who you you see once every four years and you don't have to worry about in, in the Super Bowl or anything like that. Like it's, I don't know that that one doesn't get me at all. And I know I'm in the minority with that, but I just, that, that that's been gone for so long to me, man, Henry. I so wish that I could have that same approach and just be like carefree. You know, the deal's done. We've already cleaned our yep. hands, wiped them. We're done every, every, every day. I'm checking on where the Broncos are, what <laughs> pick they're giving the Seahawks, because unfortunately to me, and I think to, to some other people too, but clearly Ian B in the comment section agrees with you, Henry. So it, it may be divided on this, but to me, this is something that is going to stick with the Broncos and George Payton for a long, long time, potentially. And the, the potentially is if the Seattle Seahawks get it right with who they pick. And, and most importantly, if it's a quarterback. If they get a top quarterback who turns out to be a franchise quarterback, oh boy, the Broncos are never, ever, ever going to live that down. Uh, unless, I guess, Russ turns it around and becomes that Hall of Fame quarterback that he was for 10 years in Seattle, and he does that for five to seven years, four more to seven years with the Broncos, and wins a ring or two. Then, then it'll be easier to swallow. But right now, Henry, the Broncos are still giving Seattle the third overall pick. They could make it as as bad as the sixth overall pick if the Broncos win this weekend, the Cardinals lose, who they're playing the Seahawks, the Colts lose, and the Los Angeles Rams lose. If all of that happens, the Broncos will be giving the Seattle Seahawks the sixth overall pick. A year ago, you would be like, oh my God, what a terrible deal for the Broncos. I can't believe mm -hmm. they're giving a top six pick. Right now, since they've been living in this world of giving the Seahawks a top five pick, a top three pick, you'd be like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take it compared to what it was a month or yeah. two ago. But Henry, there's also a scenario where if the Chicago Bears win this weekend and the Broncos lose, the Broncos will be giving the Seattle Seahawks the second overall pick. That's all that has to happen. The Chicago Bears, all they have to do is beat the 
Minnesota Vikings and oh, wow. the Broncos <laughs> lose and they have the second overall pick. Now, the Vikings, I believe the, the Bears are playing a backup quarterback. They've shut Justin Fields down, so Bears probably not going to. But when you look at this, the Broncos are going to be given most likely a top five pick to the Seattle Seahawks. And I got to say, personally, I really, really hope this is not a top five pick. But there's <laughs> other people in the comment section agreeing with you there, Henry. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, it doesn't change anything for the Broncos. You know, that's a sunk cost. True. It's it's just the, the uh, pick was I, I gone guess, the day they traded perception. it. And, and I guess that's 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 what this boils down to. The, this game is perception. Doesn't yep. matter if the Broncos have the most losses they've ever had. Doesn't matter that the trade to the Seattle Seahawks looks even worse. Doesn't matter that now they have a coach that's never won a game. Does it does it matter that they they weren't able to get to 500 wins despite being just five wins away entering the season? It's it's all perception at this point, and that's really unfortunate because you wish that we were talking about this game having no meaning from the way the Chargers are potentially talking about this game, not the way the Broncos are talking about it. And Henry, should we dive into this game? Yeah, let's do and, it. And I and I think where it starts is kind of how I teased it. If the Baltimore Ravens lose to the Cincinnati Bengals in the early 11 a.m. game. This game has zero meaning to the Chargers. Yep. The Chargers are locked in to the fifth seed in the AFC West or in the AFC playoffs, and this game will have no consequence for them. If they win, it doesn't change anything. If they lose, it doesn't change anything. And the Chargers will know going into the Broncos game, uh, they'll know – anywhere from five minutes before the game starts to 30 minutes before the game starts, if this means anything to them. And yesterday, Brandon Staley was asked, does that change the way you approach this game? And he said, yes. So to me, that means if they're not playing for anything, mm -hmm. why would you play Joey Bosa? Who's been hurt this year when you can rest him? Why would you play Austin Eckler? Who's so incredibly valuable to them? Why would you play Justin Herb? Why would you play Keenan? Why would you play any of your stars? Mm -hmm. And so to me, I think the Chargers could be going into this saying this is a 100% meaningless game. Yeah, no, that's what I expect. I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah, I, I was going to ask whether you, uh, you you'd prefer they play their starters or not. Personally, I don't think I care. <laughs> from just for those three hours of football yeah. from a competitive standpoint, yeah, I, I want to see Justin Herbert. It'd be a little more so. meaningful if the Broncos are able to beat the Chargers starters, even if they're really mm -hmm. not playing for anything. But if they're playing, then you can say, ha, Justin Herbert still doesn't really dominate the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos kind of still own him having, you know, a semi 500 record against him. Um, but in terms of if you want the Broncos to get a win, no, you don't want to play <laughs> Justin Herbert. Yeah, because that's a tough part where it's like it's, I don't know. It, that Cardinals game was not fun. And that's basically what this would turn into is just yeah. another kind of preseason game to end yep. the year. I guess for that reason, it'd be fun to see what happens when they go up against Justin Herbert. Obviously Jerry Rosberg is hoping he's playing Justin Herbert and all them because otherwise he's going to wind up one and one with a win that I could have gotten. You would think you would think you'd really have to screw up to lose to, to those backups. But I guess, did they lose to the Cardinals? Um, the Broncos no, did, they won. Yeah, did not lose to the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. So they were able to pull out that one. If you can pull out that one, you can beat the chargers backups too. 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's just going to be such a letdown. But but just that deflating end of the season is maybe the way that it should go out, being like mm. the least interesting game of all of the games of the week, and it'll wind up being 13-12 to 12 with Russell Wilson throwing a pick against whatever backup for the Chargers and figuring it out at the end. I don't know. It's, it would be, it would be a lot more exciting if Justin Herbert plays. It would be, it it would be a lot more exciting if Justin, and and then also you kind of get to gauge where the Broncos are at the end of the season with Nathaniel Hackett no longer here, because personally I was really impressed with the way the team played last week against the chiefs. I know Hank, you have no heart. There's no more victories. You say it doesn't matter at all. It's still a loss. (laughs) I guess I kind of understand that, but to me, I was impressed. I want to see if they can beat the chargers. Uh, If it was, you know, more on Nathaniel Hackett than anyone else. And if they're playing a lot of backups, it's going to be really tough to gauge that. Even if they go out and, you know, win 30 to to 10, it's going to be like, okay, well, I mean, they they did what they had to do, but how much of a win truly was it? Whereas if they beat the Chargers 21 to 20 and the Chargers are playing for seeding, I think that would be a lot more interesting and a much better gauge for the Broncos. And so, so Henry, there's a game before this, that mm-hmm. determines whether this game means anything for the Chargers. It's the Ravens playing Tyler Huntley going in, or I think, are they playing in Cincinnati? And in, in, in regardless, sure, they're sure. playing the Bengals, and the Bengals are, are obviously still playing for something. Do you think the Broncos and in, in Chargers will be playing for anything? Because uh, what it's the the Ravens win would mean the game is meaningless, right? Meaningful. Oh, meaningful. I believe so. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That is right. Yeah, so, I mean, Tyler Huntley isn't going to win that game. The, the Ra- I mean, it, it would take such a great defensive effort. It would take such a great defensive effort because they're scoring, like, 13 points a game recently and against the Bengals, <sighs> who have won however many games in a row. And they're basically doing what they did last year, just getting hot. But, I mean, they started sooner, I guess. So they're going to wind up with even more wins, um, win a division and all that. So, I I have a tough time believing that the Ravens can keep up with the Bengals. But again, they have that defense. Maybe the defense is able to score. It it feels a lot like talking myself into the Broncos winning a game against a good team, but not the Chiefs. Not the Bills, but somebody that the Bengals themselves, really, now that I think of it. <laughs> it's it's about the same odds the Broncos would have against them. Which yeah, is not and that's that's not going to happen. And so I agree. I don't think this is going to be a meaningful game. But let's, I guess, let's talk about this as if it's going to mean something for the Chargers and they're going to be playing their starters because if not, everything goes yeah. out the window and we don't know who the Chargers backups are nope. besides being worse than their starters. So uh, you, you mentioned how the Ravens aren't scoring points at all. It reminds me of the Chargers defense. Henry, the Chargers defense has so much talent on that side of the ball, but the Chargers are kind of built in a way where they've signed and and they have so many superstars on their team where they have like, you know, five, six, seven superstars on their team. But then because they have so much invested in, in, in great players, then there's a huge gap the rest of the way down their roster. And then the rest of their roster is, you know, average below average players. And so when you look at the chargers defense specifically at the beginning of the year, you're like, wow, this is, this is a team that's loaded on defense. 
And then the first half of the season, they're one of the worst defenses in terms of points given up in the NFL. And you're like, oh, well, I guess you got to have more than just four players on one side of the ball to be good. Unfortunately, and that that's who the Chargers were when the Broncos played them the first time around. Unfortunately, their defense has started to figure it out over these last four weeks. The Chargers defense uh, in the past four games has given up 11 points per game. Now, to be fair, they haven't been going up against the the toughest competition, but they're still they've still been doing their job. They've only given up 44 points in the last four games, so that's concerning or maybe a good test for the Broncos offense. If they can drop 24 points again, then it'll be uh, another stepping stone in the right direction. Totally, totally, and I mean, looking at the the Chargers too. I feel like the big difference for them is just the offensive line is, is kind of figured things out. Um, still no Rashawn Slater at this point. I'm not sure if he's going to be back. I haven't heard, but that the inside of that line has, has just opened everything up so they can run the football. And that's obviously not what they're best at, but the fact that they now have Justin Herbert who can throw it to Keenan Allen and can throw it to Mike Williams and, who's that tie in Gerald Everett like can yeah. can hold down a role like the passing game is going to be just fine on top of that they're able to to run the ball now and so you have kind of this well-balanced offense but like you said holes holes in the defense and I don't know that that, that all just sets up for this to be a kind of high scoring game and I don't know maybe maybe we buy what the Broncos did last week and say yeah they can put up 24 points 30 points and and compete in a game like that i think that's probably best case scenario is they go out there and win 35 to 17 or something like that but we'll see we'll see that's that's a tall task still for the worst scoring offense in the nfl yeah it's very true broncos averaging 16 points per game now i believe it dropped to right around 13 about a month or two ago so at least there's progress on that end um and you mentioned keenan allen keenan allen and joey bosa did not play in this game the first time the broncos played them and so that's Mm -hmm. going to be if they have something to play for that's going to be another really tough obstacle for the broncos to to deal with is how they've got to put two guys on joey bosa and keenan allen you may give him the Pat Sertan treatment, or if not, you got to make sure that a safety is over top to, to help Damari Mathis on the outside. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, they, it'll be a big test for just about everybody. Well, either that or it really won't be if we don't even see Justin Herbert and all those guys. But yeah, I mean, Pat Sertan and Damari Mathis, I and mean, this could be a game where Damari Mathis is able to, to win himself a starting job for next year because he's been really good this season. He's, for being a rookie, for being a rookie fourth round pick, but I'm still just not quite sold. the The rest of that defense is going to make him look a lot better than he really is. You know, he he. It's tough to play corner in the NFL, but it's a lot easier to play corner when you're put across from Pat Sertan with all those guys around him. Um, so. If, if he goes out there and has a great game, that really could be the difference for him. And if he struggles, no, that could be the difference the other way too. And they say, you know what? We're maybe we do bring back Ronald Darby, or maybe we go sign some, some veteran who has seven, eight, nine years of starting experience, but it's kind of a fringe starter type to compete for the job. So, so I, I think that that's probably one of the things worth watching is just who Damari's lined up against and how he does. 
It's a, it's a really good point. And Henry, let's get our picks. But first, got to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet on the Broncos game. You can take our advice or fade our advice on who we think is going to win this game. Check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And like I said, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get five to place $5 bet on any NFL team to win. And if that team wins, you get $153 in your account. There's no no better way to start off your account than with 150 free dollars in bets and really maybe no better time either if you're if you are diehard football fans like I'm sure you are listening to us than with the NFL playoffs coming around of course we got two games on Saturday a full slate on Sunday and then the following week Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night football. So check them out at DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets by placing a $5 money line bet on any NFL game. You can also do this for the national championship game this Monday. And if you think Georgia's going to win just like Vegas says they are, you can just place that $5 on Georgia and you'll get 150 free dollars in bets if they win. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook and make sure to see our show notes for details. And get over to SportsFan. Uh, this will obviously be our last tailgate of the season this week. But uh, if you're coming by, make sure that you go to uh, the SportsFan that's just right on the other side of that building because they have so much great gear. They've got the jerseys. They've got a whole bunch of custom hats and t-shirts and all that sort of stuff. It, it's gear that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, they have a location on federal where a tailgate is. It's right next to the stadium. They also have two on the 16th street mall. They have one at the park meadows mall. And seriously, that it's stuff that you can't find anywhere else. It's really, really cool stuff. Um, so get in there, support a local business and buy the best Broncos gear around. There you go. Okay, Henry. Over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get in on this Denver Broncos game. Right now, I'm pulling up the latest odds with uh, what 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 uh, Brandon Staley said yesterday, or I should say after he said what he said yesterday about starters maybe not playing. The Broncos, the line has flipped after he said that. The Broncos were, I believe, three, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Chargers. Now they're two-point favorites because – DraftKings heard what Staley said, and they also heard what we said, that the, the Ravens are probably going to lose that game, meaning that this game is meaningless. The Broncos are two-point favorites against the Chargers. DraftKings thinks the Broncos aren't going to go over in the division. How do you see it unfolding, Henry? Wow. This is a tough one because you're, you're really picking that other game. Um but yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the Broncos win because they're playing. I don't even know who the Chargers' backup is. Like, it's not Tyrod Taylor anymore. Like, I, I don't it, know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. It'll be a bunch of like Isaiah Spiller playing running back. Those I don't even. I mean, that offensive line. They're is starting two Daniel? rookies. Oh, it might be Chase Daniel. They're starting yeah, two rookies is. on the offensive line, but they've both been really good. But their backups, I don't know. I feel like they'd have to be kind of terrible. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going Broncos just because I, I think they're playing a, a preseason game, basically. Okay, give me a uh, give me a score prediction here, Henry. Uh, 30 to 10. Whoa. Like, you know, like, I, I, think, I think they're playing basically a preseason football team, but they're doing it a, 
you know, with Russell Wilson and all those guys. I, I don't think it will be close. What's more important here, that the Broncos get the win in blowout fashion or that the Broncos score 30 points for the first time this year? Wow. Just blow them out. Just win by a lot. An uncompetitive win sounds so nice. Because what, the, the best <laughs> they've done is like a that nine-point win against the Cardinals. So, yeah, just, just get a real blowout and – but like like Jerry said, everybody can go meet their families in the parking lots and be happy to see them and have a lot of fun. They can celebrate in the locker room. It's a nice blowout win. Who knows? Maybe we even get to see a little Brett Rippin at the end. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. Um, Ryan is also going with the Broncos win. However, he's got a closer. He's going 24 to 20 Broncos. Wow. I'm also going with the Broncos win because I assume the Chargers are playing their backups. I'm going that the Broncos win this game 27 to 13. Henry, this one won't count, but let's say the Chargers are playing for something. What's mm-hmm. the score? Let's go 27 17 Chargers win. Mm, and I'll go 24-20 Chargers win okay. as well. And then Henry, so we have the same pick for this one. And let me update the AFC prediction oh, records no. going into the final week of the season. Ryan is in last place. He's Good. got a 27-23 and 23 record. That means all of us have a winning record, which is impressive because at one point not too long ago, we were all under 500, all above yes. 500. Now, you are sitting there at 29 and 21 tied with me 29 wow. and 21 so i think should we agree now that we take this into the playoffs where we we can decide later if we're picking every playoff game or if we're just picking every playoff game that has an AFC West Ooh. team in it see i think we should be picking every game but i almost okay. think that should be something separate okay okay you know? so then like, you're okay so, with tying for that? Well, I think we keep the AFC West going through the playoffs. Mm. We keep the AFC we West going through playoffs. Playoff we have a separate okay. playoff I like pick. It. Yep. I like I it. Think that's let, let, do it. Let's, let's do that because uh, we're both taking the Broncos, so we yep. can't break the tie there. The other game in the AFC West is the Chiefs going into Las Vegas, playing the Raiders. Who you taking? You want to break the tie? You want to go with the Raiders? <laughs> no, I really do not. We're we're going with the Chiefs here. Yeah, and and the Chiefs are playing for something. This should be an easy win for them. Now they've got a little bit of tape on Jarrett Stidham. They should probably absolutely destroy them. Definitely, they definitely should. And Ryan has also given that game to the Chiefs as well. Okay. Uh. So, Henry, sense. we're going to tie the regular season with a wow. winning record regardless. So, congratulations, and uh, I hope that I beat you in the playoffs. Yeah. And if you want to feel like a winner, check out our friends over at FOCO, where, man, anything you get from them, you're going to feel like a winner because their stuff is so cool. What What, what is it, Henry? The the What are we calling it? The blanket jacket that they have over yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that gets the point across, blanket uh, I mean, sleeves, it is cold out. And if you want to stay warm outside or in your house, that is the perfect thing to have. They also have so many other cool things over there from collectibles to other very unique gear that you can be wearing. It's not just Broncos. They have hockey, basketball, 
uh, college thing so much. And make sure to use the code DNVR over at FOCO to get 10% off. That's promo code DNVR to get 10% off all non-presale items. So check them out at FOCO.com. And you got to check out everything they have because if you want unique things, you will absolutely get them over at FOCO. Okay, Henry, we hit it. Let's make sure to jump into some comments here. And I believe we have some super chats. But first, let's get started uh, with the comments on the website. With the first comment coming in uh, from our friend, let me pull it up right here. Our friend Samuel B. Sue says, hey, guys, long time no comment. I've been listening every day and reading all uh, of your often imitated but never duplicated content i never thought at the beginning of the season we would be on to off-season pods two games before the season was over but off-season pods are the best i have to disagree (laughs) with your takes yesterday about george payton just last march everyone wanted to build him a statue he missed badly on the head coach but anyone would have done the trade for wilson the contract as it was reported was an organizational decision his drafts have been very good and the way he is respected around the league i I think that would make it a positive for any head coach that wants to be here. He seems like a very well-liked guy and easy to work with. Nobody has ever said anything bad of him in any of his stops. I think he's been doing two jobs, but with Leach and Penner here, he can focus on the specialty that is drafting and scouting. In my opinion, it would be a giant mistake to let him go. Happy New Year to everyone at the company and everyone in the community. And Happy New Year to you as well, Samuel Bisu. And I really love when people kind of give us pushback to something we said, especially when we kind of all agree on something. And so, Samuel, I'm really happy that you brought this here. But I do have to respond to it and, and kind of give you some pushback as well. And, and first off, Henry, one of the things he mentioned that I'm not quite sure what he's talking about, and I want to see if you could help me out. He said, I think Peyton's been doing two jobs, but with Leach and Penner here, he can focus on his specialty, which is drafting and scouting. Do, do you know what two jobs he's referring to? Maybe drafting everything else. But yeah. everything else in terms it's of confusing. Like, yeah, because I, I think just when he when he then mentions Penner and Leach right after, maybe saying that he was doing some of the the like business stuff, George Payton was never doing anything of that. Yeah. So I, I'm not he doesn't get like a pass there for doing more than than he should have been in that respect. George Payton, his job responsibility and job title is everything football. He hires a coach. He brings in the players, whether it's free agency, uh, whether it's back end of the players like he's doing these past couple of weeks, whether it's drafting guys, he's responsible for all of that. And the buck stops with him as of now. Now, we've talked about if they bring in a Sean Payton, a Jim Harbaugh, those responsibilities will be get cloudy of who's exactly deciding that. And I think we all agree that George Payton wouldn't be the one where the buck stops with. It would be the the new head coach. And so... here's my thing with George Payton is he admitted it himself 10 days ago publicly of just the Broncos are in this position because of him. He brought in most of this roster. He hired the head coach. And one of the, 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 there's two things that, uh, that Samuel brought up with, which I'm I'm happy he did because they're, they're good points that we need to talk about. One is that anyone would have made the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah. I mean, we, we were over the, we were over the moon about it. We were thrilled about it. But it wasn't a good trade as of now. Just because anyone would do it doesn't mean that no one's going to be held responsible for it. George Payton is paid to figure out why Seattle was willing to trade him. To to us, 
that's not our job is to to know exactly everything Russell Wilson. It, it's uh, he's supposed to know why is this team getting rid of him? And there certainly were some red flags and, and he chose to overlook them. So just because everyone liked the move at first doesn't mean that there's like no one gets held responsible for it. And then and then the second thing uh, that that you pointed to. Um, I'm tr- oh, is that the decision to give Russell Wilson a contract was an organizational decision. I've seen that report that's been put out there. And that's one of the things that I just, uh, I caution you into buying too much stock in when that comes out months and months after the, the Broncos gave him that contract. George Payton's the football guy. He told the organization, let's get this done, and they got it done. They really relied heavily on him. So I wouldn't put too much weight into like it was It was everyone that, want, that wanted to get it done. It, it was everyone wanted to get it done because George Payton said, let's do this. To me, though, like you can't separate the contract from the trade. Like that, that's where that's I'm fair. at. Where, you know, because the trade doesn't happen unless there's a contract coming. You know, Russell yeah. Wilson is not willing to waive the no trade clause to come to Denver unless he's told they will give you your new contract there. So that to me, the trade, the contract, all one thing. Um, again, though, like you don't need responsibility, hold somebody responsible for the sake of holding somebody responsible. You know, the question is, who do you want to make decisions going forward? And I look back at that decision and say, like, I don't know if, if somebody's driving a car and the sign says turn left and he turns left and all of a sudden, oh, there's a spike strip right there. It's like, well, yes, he, he made the wrong decision. He should have done something else. But how can you really blame him for that? That doesn't change what I think of him as a talent evaluator or, or anything like that. I still that that doesn't make me want him to run the Broncos any less because I'm not scared that that's a sign of things to come. You know, you could say like, oh, you got to get rid of him because he made a mistake. But that's not. I don't, I don't think that's a that, that leads to any progress, you know, because I don't think you're he hasn't really changed, at least to me, whether you should have faith in him as a GM. But it, but that. it's not just it's not just that one decision or yeah, you stack that, on that the other Hackett. big decision that was made of hiring Nathaniel Hackett. And then mm-hmm. you stack on the other big decision, which is the biggest free agent signing he's made in Randy Gregory. He got exactly what the Broncos thought he was getting a talented guy who gets injured and, and you can stack on so many other moves. And I guess there's one other point from Samuel that, that I need to bring up really quick. And he said, he's, he's very highly respected around the league. There's no doubt about it. George Payton is very well respected around the league. I don't think he's highly respected as a fantastic general manager right now. I think he's very highly respected as a really good player evaluator, uh, an assistant general manager right now, because that that's where he showed that, that he's had a lot of values in that position, not necessarily as a general manager right now. So, um, that doesn't mean saying that that doesn't mean that another team wouldn't give him an opportunity to be a general manager, but I, I don't think a team can look and say, wow, what Je- what George Payton's done with that Broncos team. He's really turned him around as their general manager. Mm-hmm. But I do think the second he hits the market, he's the hottest candidate to be a GM. And you know, it's the same conversation I've seen some dolphins fans having where it's like, they've, you've got to fire Mike McDaniel. They've, they've fallen off in the second really? half of the season. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And there was even, uh, I guess it was a 
not my favorite website that they have a whole bunch of crazy things that they say, but uh, they said like, yeah, anything's on the table if they don't win this last game. But you see like all these fans saying like, you have to get rid of him. You have to get rid of him. They've fallen off a cliff. They, they, they lost whatever six in a row to end the season and they're not going to make the playoffs or whatever if they do. And you look at that though and say, yes, but what happens if you fire Mike McDaniel? Every team in the league wants Mike McDaniel. And that should tell you something about whether you should be getting rid of him or not. And that's where I'm with George Payton, where like I get it's a weird situation when you have the Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, all that sort of stuff. Um, but to me, there just isn't much of a reason. It, it just makes a lot more sense to give him a third year and see what happens and have that sort of information before pulling the trigger. Because there's and just so many positive signs, I think. And it appears right now that, that that's the way the Broncos are leaning. Mm-hmm. I do give you a little bit of pushback uh, just about him being the hottest candidate out there on the market. I think teams would look really? and say, whoa, he's he's swung and missed a lot in his two years there. Yeah, I, I still think he would be the, the top option for GMs. I mean, just the way that the, I mean, every time there's a GM survey, from the time he's hired until this summer, and who knows, maybe things have really swung this season, but I... I I still think that if you're comparing him to it's like, Oh, the assistant GM from wherever, like that is just a proven commodity. Maybe this is a year when Dan Quinn is the top GM candidate and he's kind of that guy. But to me, I think he'd be a pretty clear number one. Mm, I don't know about that, but we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that. And let's jump into some of the super chats and comments we got here. Uh, We got one from, uh, from, Sh- uh, Schuler, um, I think, says, could you all do some deep dive historic videos about Denver sports, like how Secret Base does all those deep dive sports videos, beef history? Henry, do, do you know what he's talking about? I haven't. I've, I've watched a couple, but that was like a long time ago when Secret Base first became like a thing. But I haven't been all that tuned in. But yeah, they do a lot of that like well-researched like 15 minutes on like here's the story of this thing that happened or that thing that happened um and go through like all the news stories and the clips and what people are saying at the time so i i won't say right now that yes we're going to do that but i do know that we have a full off season where we don't at least i don't know what exactly we're <laughs> we're, we're doing for all the content um you know I would imagine that's a possibility yeah, it's a, it's a great idea, and maybe you can give us just a little more information about exactly what you're looking for. Um, but uh, what's I can guarantee is we're not going to be uh, short on content this off season. The Broncos True. are helping us out with that, but there is a dead period in a couple of months when uh, we can certainly do that. And then and the chimes and again, we really appreciate the super chats. Thank you so much for rolling with us and hitting us with multiple super chats. That means a lot. He says off topic, but I just rewatched the highlights of the. 2018 Seahawks versus Broncos and do not understand how the Broncos lost so much with DT Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton. Uh, and what it says, was it injuries? I'm still working on those other ones. Pia. Yeah, R- me too. He's got PL. Oh, Paxton Lynch. Oh, I mean that the context clues would suggest no, but it, I mean, it, it has actually, to be, right? It actually can't be Paxton Lynch. He wasn't oh. on the team in 2018. Um, RF and JB. I, I don't know. I don't know. I um, have no idea. So the, huh. the 2018 Hawks beating the Broncos. Um, 
that's when the Broncos opened the season and beat the Seahawks in, in week uh-huh. one, I believe, when Case Keenum threw three touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, maybe Case Keenum is the answer to this whole question. Uh, <laughs> how did they oh. lose so much of that team? <laughs> yeah, something tells me that it, that it's not Case Keenum, but uh, the Broncos kind of put out a blueprint of how to stop Russ in that game uh, and how to get the best of him. And maybe teams have, have looked to that game to kind of slow him down this year because wow. the Broncos did a great job of just keeping him in the pocket in that game and actually making him a po- pocket passer. And uh, he he was fine in that game, but nothing special. And maybe Nathaniel Hackett didn't look at that game enough and when he decided to make Russell Wilson just purely a pocket passer that that's not where Russ's game is and that's why it was so refreshing to see not just Russ run around but the Broncos actually have designed runs for him this past week yeah no I mean that's that's gonna be a big part of it like he needs to be able to run like that is what made him good for so long yeah it's that that's what separated him I was just looking through out of curiosity his rookie year, he was third in the NFL in rushing yards among quarterbacks. Third the next year, then first, then third, then ninth, then second, sixth, sixth, fourth, 17th, 11th. So it's kind of trended down. But when yeah. he was at his very best, it was because he ran more than almost any other quarterback in the NFL. Like early on, it was just Cam Newton in front of him. One of those years, like RG3 was in front of him. But that's the guy that, that he was. You know, he, he was, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, he was Kyler Murray. You know, so at this point in his career, is he even capable of that? Not at that level, which is an issue, but they need to find a way to to get him going on the ground if they're going to win games next year. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And that's why it's encouraging to see. Maybe that's the most encouraging thing we can see this weekend. It's yeah. not just Russ having a good game, but Russ doing it in vintage Russ form. Yeah, and again, it's something definitely. that we we hold on to all off season, and not just this game, but the the last game, and you know the other game that he got injured against the Chiefs, but he he was uh, heating up before too. So uh, mm-hmm. it's that that's probably the thing to watch on Sunday. All right, let's hit a couple of more of these comments that came in. One from Roddy says, "Good morning, guys, and love the podcast. Can't wait for the season to be over." Was great to meet mm-hmm. Henry and Ryan during the home game versus the Cardinals. Go Broncos! Not something I expected to. Uh, be hearing at the end of this season can't wait for the season to be over. <laughs> i know right wow. oh rf is royce freeman also pl is phil Lindsay. oh okay okay yep. okay boy there's doing, one more we don't have rf you know you, you know you're a deep deep broncos <laughs> fan when you're abbreviating royce freeman's name uh, uh I, i'm impressed oh darks for the dawn it's also Donis before the dark i think that that one is also i guess that doesn't really apply in this situation so much but Donis did this this off season <laughs> yeah, Same thing, uh, yeah you, you hope it's darkest before the dawn right now yep and it was dawnest before the dark in the off season <laughs> jose's excuse me jose says you can avoid going 0-6 in the division and having the most losses in franchise history or mm-hmm. you can officially put the cherry on top of the worst season in broncos history yep I was trying to look yep. at it uh, the first way you said it, and Henry here today has just been looking at, at it uh, as putting the cherry on top of the worst season of Broncos That's, history. <laughs> what's, what's coming? The, I think there's just no uh, doubt that this is the most disappointing season in Broncos oh yeah. history. Yep, for sure. 
And then our For final sure. one to roll us out from the Dark Apostle says, thank the Lord for DNVR making a terrible season livable. That makes everything worth it. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for rolling with us because you guys rolling with us and, and gals rolling with us makes it able so that we're able mm-hmm. to do this uh, and and live our dream and, and be doing this five, six days a week. And Right when the season's over, the coaching search will heat up quickly. So make sure that you don't go anywhere. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. Subscribe. Turn on alerts. We will be with you after the Broncos' final game of the season. So tune in shortly after the game where we'll be going live on YouTube. And check us out all of next week where we're going to be covering the Broncos' coaching search. But for Henry and Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. And have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you after the game. Country drive. I understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton.